Nope, it is not too late for you to start an online business. When you start a business, you're gonna wear so many hats. CEO, the marketing director, you're gonna have to be operations, your accountant, you're gonna have to be so many hats to wear. You can't do it all. I can't emphasize how easy it is for you to burn out. In today's episode, I wanna talk you through seven simple steps for you to start a successful online business. You are the CEO of the business. The business grows because of you. Without sales, you have no business. Get good at handling objections. It's very important to have boundaries because that's what's gonna stop you from burning out. Learning to let go of the end destination and just enjoy the journey. The journey is really beautiful. Okay, so the first step is Welcome to Daring Forward, where we feature ordinary women doing extraordinary things and learn practical lessons and action steps to help you live courageously. I'm your host, Sahar Twesajay. Now, if you're ready, let's dare forward. Nope, it is not too late for you to start an online business. And no, the market is not oversaturated. There is space for you. In today's episode, I wanna talk you through seven simple steps for you to start a successful online business. Now, these steps that I'm gonna share with you are high-level principles, so they're not gonna go out of trend anytime soon, so you don't have to worry about that. And also, anyone with an internet connection can start with immediate effect. Now, quick disclaimer, this episode is not exhaustive, so it doesn't mean that this is everything you need to know to start an online business, but it's simple seven steps that can help you get started. Um, if you want, to listen or watch to another episode where I talk about this more in depth. I covered the top 10 mistakes that I made earlier on in my online business journey. So if you wanna learn how to avoid those mistakes, I have linked that episode in the show notes. Okay, so the first step that I would take when it comes to starting an online business is treat it seriously. And I say this with so much love. <laughs> and by that, I mean, um, don't hide it you wanna speak it out and start telling everyone around you. Oh, and actually, before we move any forward, I just wanted to say that I've got a free gift for you. If you continue watching to the end, I will let you know what it is and how you can get your hands on it. I can't begin to tell you what starts to happen to you when you start saying, I am the founder of, or I do this, or I provide this service, or I started this. When you put it out into the world, it gives you that positive feedback loop where you just start to spot opportunities everywhere that you wouldn't see before had you kept it to yourself. You never know when you speak something out what kind of people you might connect with or opportunities that might come your way. So it really just helps solidify uh, that what you're doing is something that is serious. It is worth your time. It is worth other people taking it seriously as well. The second thing I want to touch on when it comes to treating it seriously is that you are the CEO of the business. Whether it's a little blog or a little side hustle, you are the CEO, you are the decision maker. No one external to you is gonna come and help grow your business. And the more you put on your CEO hat, the better decisions you'll be able to make. When you feel it in your body, uh, when you believe it in your heart, when you start speaking it out, you actually start believing it and your behavior changes. Treat yourself like you are the CEO of the business because you are. It's not something fake. It's the reality of it. The business grows because of you. It's not this separate entity to who you are. You are the asset. You are the investment. You are the value of the business. And so start seeing yourself that way. And I want to make a quick point here as well that 
pay yourself early when you're starting out. There's so many entrepreneurs, myself included, when you first start out and the business starts to make a little bit of money. I'm not saying you have to take all of the money out, but you can take some of it uh, and start paying yourself because you're worthy of the hard work that you've put into it. And so you want to make sure that you're rewarding yourself. And it's in those little small wins Like even if you're making like 50 pounds or dollars uh, a month from it, that's money that you generated on your own and you want to take that out and pay yourself. And that's just going to help you uh, build momentum, celebrate your wins and continue to really step into that role of taking it seriously and being the CEO. Step number two is work really hard on getting good at sales. Now, when we say sales, that makes all of us cringe because every single one of us has met the sleazy, sneaky salesperson that comes and knocks on your door or calls your phone. Uh, I'm not saying you should do that. Without sales, you have no business. Uh, Without sales, you don't get cash and cash is the lifeline of your business. And one of the best ways to think about sales is really gaining the permission of an individual to sell them a product or a service or whatever it is that you're offering them. Don't be afraid to reach out to people and reach out to people who would actually be interested in your service. Don't just send blanket messages out to each and every single person that you know. Make sure that they would be a right fit for what you have to offer them. So don't be afraid to do that. Get good at handling objections. Now, what that means is Every single person, before they buy something, they have an objection to why they shouldn't buy it. And it usually looks anything like, I don't have the time, I don't have the money. It could be lots of other different reasons as well. As you get good at engaging with people and speaking with them and getting to know them, you're going to start to know the objections that, that they do have. And so your job is to learn how to persuade them and overcome those objections with them. So I would say focus on that. And then the next thing I would do is once I've made those sales and once you've had some results in your business, make sure that you're collecting all the social proof, all the testimonials, whether you have people working with you one-on-one or if you sold a product and they're really happy with it, make sure that you have a way of capturing that because those testimonials and that social proof is what's going to help you sell your services and your products and get your business out there. Um, The best and quickest way to grow when you're starting out and it's completely free is through word of mouth. How'd you get word of mouth? Do a good job at whatever it is that you're doing. Make your customers happy and they will spread the word for you. So make sure that you've got a system to capture that uh, and then you can include that in your website and in all your marketing and promotional material. The third thing that I would focus on is your MVP, which is your minimum viable product. And what that simply means is that what is the easiest, fastest, and cheapest way for you to come up with your idea and put it out there? Because the reality is the quicker you can get your product, your service to market, the quicker you can get that cash and start growing your business. And I want you to really remember this simple scales and complex clogs. And what that simply means is that Simple things, simple ideas that are not complicated, that's what is going to help you scale your business. It's so much easier to grow something quickly when it's simple. When it's complicated, you're going to find that further down the line as you're trying to grow your business, you're going to have a lot of bottlenecks and clogs that you have to uncomplicate and undo and simplify. So you want to start off with the simplest, cheapest, fastest way of getting your product or your service out into the market. The fourth thing I want to mention is systemize everything. Automate whatever you can. 
Nowadays, there is so much tech out there. I can't even begin to tell you. There's an app for everything. There is a tool for everything. Start off free, free is best. There's a lot of free versions of tools and apps that you can use, but use those to your advantage. You don't need to sit down and manually put in people in your calendar. There's calendar booking apps that you can use. There's project management apps, uh, marketing scheduling apps, like for social media, you don't have to manually do stuff anymore. There's so many apps out there. So make sure that you're trying to figure out anything that is laborious, that is repetitive. There's probably an app for it that simplifies it. And then the next thing I want to say on that is get into the habit early on of recording your processes and your systems. Now, this is something that a ton of entrepreneurs starting out don't focus on because you're even not sure whether this thing that you're doing is going to grow or not. But trust me, as you're doing anything, have a system where you write down the steps of how you do everything or record a video on how you do that to simplify everything. Later on, as you grow and scale, it's going to really come in handy when you're ready to hire um, and delegate. That is going to be a huge key for you. Now, this leads us on very nicely to my fifth point, which is delegate as early as you can. Again, a lot of entrepreneurs are very afraid of hiring earlier on. One of the things that I'm actually grateful for when I started out was I started out hiring really, really early on simply because I have four kids. I didn't have enough time to make what I wanted happen. Now, when I say hire, I'm not even saying you have to hire someone who's like a full member of staff with uh, benefits and a salary. Um, you don't have to start off like that. You can hire people on Fiverr um, that are really cheap, people who can uh, do simple designs for you, can do marketing, can hire a VA to help you with admin. Um, and you can start them off with just five hours a week or 10 hours a week, you know, 10 hours a month if you can. If you don't want to work with people that you don't know, do you have any uh extended family members that can help you out and you can pay them. So you don't have to think like, oh my gosh, hiring this monster thing that I can't I can't start until I'm making six figures. You can definitely start quite early with hiring. And the reason why that's important is because you'll quickly find that when you start a business, you're going to wear so many hats. You're going to have to be um, the CEO, the marketing director. You're going to have to be operations. You're going to have to be the accountant. You're going to have to be so many hats to wear, and you're very going to quickly realize that you can't do it all. So what you want to do is focus on what are the tasks that you're good at and that you enjoy. Make a list of that. Make a list of all the tasks and the things that need to be done that you don't enjoy, um, that are important, but you don't enjoy, or you're just not very good at. And whatever falls on that list, delegate it. Hire someone to get it done for you. That way, what you're going to find is you're going to have more energy because you're waking up every morning doing the stuff that you're good at, that you love, that you enjoy, and that's just going to make the process a lot more enjoyable for you. So don't be afraid to delegate and to hire as early on as you can. I would say even accountants, if you can hire them early, go for it. Because again, accounts are not a needle-moving activity. They're very important. You need them uh, when you're an established business. You don't want to break the law. You want an accountant when, when, as soon as you can get one. But Accounting is not, unless you're in the business of accounting, it's not going to generate the sales and cash. So if you can delegate that, do it. The next point I'm going to make is a huge one that's taken me many years to figure out. And finally, I feel like I've created a system for myself that works for me. And that is to manage your energy, or as I like to call it, energy hacking. And this is all about 
how you can be the most productive version of yourself and make your business as sustainable as possible. How can you make your business work around you and your life, not the other way around? It's very, very, I can't, I can't emphasize how easy and quick it is for you to burn out in your business and feel like you're a slave to it and you're trapped inside a thing that you created yourself. I've been there. Um, and so there are certain things that you want to make sure that you're doing whenever you find yourself in that place or if you want to avoid it, that you can do. And this is all to do with your routine and your lifestyle. Define your boundaries. Now, one of the things that is really important to me is I want to spend time with my kids. I want to be present with them once they're done with school. So our business operating hours is during school time and after they go, well, are not our business operating hours are usually between when they're in school. But when I work is when they're in school and a lot of evenings. We've had to set clear boundaries is between, you know, 3 p.m. or 2.30 before we go get them and 7 to 8 p.m. We're not working most days of the week. We're trying to spend time with the kids. We're doing dinner, having dinner together, doing all that kind of stuff. That's what success looks like to me. So what are the boundaries in your life and how can you build your business around that? You don't have to do a nine to five or an eight to six. That's the freedom that the business creates for you get to define your hours. So what will bring you joy? And how can you create boundaries around that? What are the goals that you have? How can you achieve them within the time frames that you have? And you want to be very clear about that. Is there anything in your life that is not serving you and your vision and your goals? Make a list of those and figure out what they are and see if you can eliminate them or tweak them around or decrease the amount of time you're spending on them. So for example, with me, I have had to be very careful about evening activities, whether I'm very active social uh, within my social life. There are certain days where I protect our family time. And then we have certain days where those are the days we see friends, we are hosting or we're visiting or we're going out, we're doing something. And then certain days where it's like, I am not doing anything but working on these days and I protect my hours. It's very important to have those boundaries because that's what's going to stop you from burning out. And the last point that I wanted to leave you with is that accept that you are going to evolve and that this is a long term journey. When I started, I actually never wanted to have a business. I started my blog. I just really wanted a small side hustle, a little something that will create uh, income on the side. The version of myself back then did not see myself as a business owner. And my priorities have changed. My babies were very small. I didn't have the headspace for that. Uh, I was a very different person then. And as I started taking different steps and moving forward slowly but surely and being consistent and showing up and blogging and learning, I started evolving and changing and I found that my goals started to expand and I started to expand. And so I started to change. The business started to change. So we're constantly evolving. And one of the things that has brought me so much peace and alleviated so much anxiety for me is learning to let go of the end destination and just enjoy the journey. The journey is really beautiful. And one of the things that you can be the most proud of, especially when you've been at it for a while, is looking back and seeing how much you've grown as a person um, is one of the most fulfilling feelings in the world. So those are the seven simple steps that I believe will help you have a successful online business when you're starting out. Now, 
If you found anything helpful or if anything resonated with you today, I would love to hear from you. Feel free to leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening to the podcast, just jump over on Instagram and just send me a message. I would love to hear from you. And before I leave you today, I wanted to let you know that I created a free worksheet called The Social Media Manifesto, which will help guide how you show up online on social media with confidence and clarity and without the second guessing and the self-doubt. If that's something that you're interested in, make sure you grab the link in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in today. All the resources mentioned in the show are linked below if you're watching on YouTube and linked in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then I want to invite you to help us spread our message by choosing one of four ways. One, subscribe to the YouTube channel or the podcast. Two, Leave a review if you're listening to the podcast. It really helps. Three, let me know in the comments below what the key takeaways were for you in today's episode. And four, share this episode with one friend who could use a little bit of courage today. And if you want to binge our episodes, may I suggest you watch this episode right here if you're watching on YouTube. That's it. Until next time, don't forget to live courageously and dare forward. <laughs>